This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. This is the tailgate. Typically on the tailgate, we get you ready for a busy weekend ahead. And oh, what a busy weekend it is as we host the Big 12 championships in both men's and women's women's tennis. Make sure you get out to the Headington Tennis Complex to enjoy that this weekend. But obviously, the last two episodes of the tailgate have been about celebrations. So we'll continue it today as we celebrate a Men's Gymnastics National Championship for the third straight time. Coming up on the program, you'll hear from Levi Anderson. Also, the captain for 2018 will join us. Mark Williams announced that on the show. Hunter Justice will be along. Plus, we'll go in-depth with Colin Van Wicklin and Josh Yee, two seniors that made all the difference in the world for this squad. And Taki Abdullah Simmons, one of the greatest Sooner gymnasts of all times. He, uh, he's been an assistant for the Sooners over the last couple of years, and head coach Mark Williams will join us as well. So it is a celebration day on the Sooner Sports Podcast, and we hope you enjoy this edition as much as we enjoyed putting together these interviews, talking with these incredible student-athletes and these history-making coaches. So without further ado, let's get after it, shall we? We start the show by welcoming in Hunter Justice and Levi Anderson, two guys who battled through injuries and for Levi, after winning a conference championship, he did not get the opportunity to compete at the national championships, but a major part of this team regardless. So while it was painful for Levi to have to watch for home, it was also a celebration to see his teammates accomplish a goal. Was it frustrating to not be able to go with the national championship? Um, yeah, I mean, it's beyond frustrating uh, just because it's something that you do work all year long for. Uh, and I had been dealing with uh, with an injury for an extended period of time now. Like, I had competed on it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there was also a few personal reasons as well that I couldn't be at the NCAA championships. And it's, it's frustrating. Uh, but at the same time, there's nothing greater. There's no greater feeling than knowing that you were a part of a championship team and you were a part of a, a historic season. Hunter, what was it like for you to be able to, to bask in the celebration, if you will? Well, honestly, man, I'm still basking. It's there's, <laughs> You know, whenever you do something like this, there is no, like, time period right. that is set for, hey, you know what, maybe it's time to stop celebrating. Because <laughs> there is just, I mean, for months, you literally just, it's like the adrenaline, the emotion, everything that went into the competition, you, that doesn't just go away after it's over. I mean, it literally consumes you as a human being. And for months and months in the preseason of just grinding and going through what this team's been through, and, and a lot of it is just things that, only our team understands. Right. Know, we know what we've, what we had to do to be better than other teams, and all that stuff. Like I said, it doesn't just go away. It it stays with you for a long time. And right now, man, we're just like feel like we're on top of the world. There's no other greater feeling in the world. It especially this time, I cannot explain how emotional that night was for us. I can't imagine. I've been a part of three national championship teams, and this was by far the most exciting. I. Every single person on that team was so emotionally invested that night. And you could, if you go back and you watch the video, you can tell every dismount that we landed, everyone just let loose. And it was, it was 
incredible. There, there's honestly no words to describe how awesome it was. I, you, I can't explain it. You sure you never done radio before? He comes <laughs> in, he acts like he's all nervous, and he just crushes it on the first question. Uh, Hunter, I'll stay with you, though. What, what made it so special? How was this different from because, the first two? Well, you know, I kind of mentioned it and so did Levi, but no – no team really understands, nobody but us really understands how much work we put into this. And from the day that we walk in, after the last one that we won, mm -hmm. literally the next day we had guys in the gym wow. doing circuits, doing conditioning, doing gymnastics. And it's like, you know, I remember War Mark walked in and he was like, I can't believe you guys like didn't even take a day off. And <laughs> but that, but that, is the, that is what we know that we, we have to do to win another national championship. And, you know, injuries, for example, this has by far been the most injury-prone year that we have ever had. We wow. literally have guys, I think we're going to have four surgeries so far just in the first month of... Well, two in this in this yeah. room right now. And so <laughs> it's, But the, the fact, that, that just shows you how much heart this team has. Right. We knew there there's guys that are, are on our team, including me and Levi, that could have had surgery before the season was over. But it, that was not even an option to us. And there is other guys on the team that that have done the same thing and we said no we're like we have come way too far to we're just we're letting it all go it, it's either gonna we're either gonna you know go all out and go out with a bang and hopefully the injury doesn't happen during the season but you know thank god that it did not happen and, mm -hmm. and everything worked out the way it was but there's just this team has so much heart man and and it worked out the way that it did and, and it and it worked out for a reason because you know we worked i believe we worked the hardest and this team knows everything that we've done to, to become champions again. So you're almost like a third justice brother, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's a fair way to put it. But Levi, can you kind of take us through that relationship? Because it's not just the three of you who are, I guess, is it fair to say Houston area guys? I know yeah. that a, a lot of times people want to be specific, but from kind of your perspective, what, what's it like having that family-like atmosphere beyond just being Sooners, but having known each other since basically birth? Uh, I mean, you know, it's something that's truly special. Uh, I mean, obviously I'm not blood related to the two of them, uh, but by this time in, in my life, and I'm sure they feel the same way, but I feel like I'm blood related to both of them. I look at them just the same way I do uh, my brothers and my sister back home. Um, you know, I've grown up with both of them from sixth grade forward. Uh, me and Tanner were pretty close growing up through high school and whenever I got to college, uh, Hunter took me under his wing and kind of showed me the ropes here at OU and really showed me what it meant to put the University of Oklahoma on your chest and go represent the greatest school in the country. Uh, and anything that I've had to deal with personally, academically, in the gym, anything, Hunter's always my go-to guy. All right, how, what do I need to do? How do right. I deal with this? What's the first step? Uh, and it, it, it really does make the transition from going to being around uh, you know, your family every night and having your family to vent to and to talk to, to coming to school with someone that you can do the same thing with and you can put all your trust in them and know that they're there for you just the same way your family is back home. So it, it really is a special thing. Because you come into a place, guys, where the expectations are through the roof. I mean, you, you national championship or bust every year. I just had one of my friends, Jacob Potter, send us a note. How about this? Since UConn women's basketball lost, Right now, the OU men's gymnastics team might have the longest winning streak in the country across any single sport. So not only, not only do you have to train your, your, your hind, hind ends off, not only do you have to work hard, but uh, Hunter, you guys have just, it's an incredibly high bar that you've set as well, too. What is it? What, what is it that makes it so special? 
See, well, the issue is every time we win, man, the bar gets higher. <laughs> so, you know, but uh, I, I was actually asked this in an interview the other day um, on Sooner Sports. And a lot of it has to do with Mark's expectations of us. Mm -hmm. And what I said about Mark's ex expectations were that they're limitless. Right. There, there are no limits on our expectations. And that's not just Mark. That's the team. And the team knows that. There is, uh, like... Once, you know, you said it here, there is no going back down. Right. So we know we just have to keep climbing. And we're climbing, right now we're climbing a mountain that's, uh, there is no limit. To I was going to say, there's yeah, no We're top. literally climbing and climbing <laughs> and climbing. And that's that's what it is. That's that's literally all it is, is we, this team knows that every time we win or do something or, and, and we don't like to look at it as, okay, this season's over. We, it's it's uh, Colin, our captain last year, one of his things was every time we win a meet, we're restarting. We're one and zero. One meet, one meet at a time. And you know, you don't look at it as okay. We won the last three meets, or we won the last four meets, or we just won conference. It's we restart after every single meet, and you oh, have wow. to look at it like that. Next meet is going to be your first win. Oh my gosh! That, but I mean, that's how you got to look at it because yeah. if you start collecting wins in your head and saying, "Oh well, you know, all this matters," like we won the last meet, so we're good. That's when you lose. Right. That's when you become a loser. To me. And to Colin and to anybody else. And, and that's something that our team understands. And, like, for example, you know, at a, uh, one of our meets this, this year, I'm not, I'm not going to name the team or whatever, but we heard their head coach say to them, these <laughs> meets don't matter. It was at one of our home meets. Ooh, and just a regular season meet. Basically. A regular season meet, and, and the coach said to them, these meets don't matter. And that's why they lost. Because to us, anything matters. <clears throat> Practice meets matter practices matter morning practices matter weightlifting matters everything matters to us so that's why we're the, i i believe that's why we're the most prepared team and i think that's why we're champions well i think another thing that has to do with the uh the the record that we have now is i mean hunter is now a, he's going to be a senior now and in his entire career here at ou he has never lost a meet and undefeated man and, and three have, national championships and i th and now now to this point everybody but our fifth year has no idea what it feels like to lose a meet wow. and not a single one of us want to know what that feels like every single one of us want to go through college without losing a single meet uh and, it, and i think that pushes us every day in the gym and in the summer especially i remember uh at the end of my freshman year you know i had just all american on high bar and i'd come back and i was like okay i'm glad all american but like that's not enough Wow. Next year, I want to be the number one guy in the country on hybrid. I want to be able to represent my school even better than I did the year before. Uh, and we were, as a team, we all were training horse routines. We were training high bar routines. We were training uh, ring core sets. We were doing all of this extra stuff before the preseason even started. We were doing it in the summer on our own, saluting each other, just like trying to get things organized to be one step ahead. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that no, no one here wants wants to lose. Not a single one of us on this team wants any part of that. Uh, all we want to do is come out of every single meet knowing that we dominated whatever team we went up against. Boy, how solid does the future of this program look with those two guys helping to anchor the foundation? Speaking of the foundation, there's no doubt who he is. It's Mark Williams, the head men's gym coach. Eight national championships and obviously a guy who has been trying to allow himself to enjoy this a little bit more. But what a great foundation to have for this program going forward. Well, it is, you know, and I, I like to feel like um, every year we're just kind of reloading with the, the talent that we have. 
you know, Hunter's a, an all-arounder that uh, he did three events most of the time for us, but uh, he could easily do all six events. And it wasn't necessary. He had some issues with his knee and his shoulder that we had to kind of protect him a little bit this year. So he didn't do everything, but he could have, you right. know, and next year he, he probably will. He's, he's going to have uh, shoulder surgery in the off season and hopefully it won't hold him back at all by the time we get to, to doing our season next year. But, uh, yesterday he found out he'd be one of our captains. So, oh, wow. you know, he is a great leader. Speaking of leadership, you've had great leaders uh, throughout the last couple of seasons, and we're going to talk to Colin a little bit later on. You and I had a chance to sit and talk with him on Spotlight as well. Uh, what a special guy he is. Yeah. Um, one of those guys that uh, you know wears the OU on his chest, whether he's got the jersey on or not. Um, <laughs> you know, Anything that we needed to, to do, he was willing to do and more. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had arguments about, Colin, it's time to go home. <laughs> We've <laughs> or, had that conversation before. Hey, and, listen, get out of the gym. Go rest. Or stop doing more vaults because we need you to be rested for tomorrow. And um, he just loves gymnastics so much that uh, he, he his goal is to eventually make the senior national team. And he, he knows he's behind on a couple of events. And he knows that he has to be great on – floor and vault and high bar for that to happen so uh, he's just one of those gym rats that just loves to be there working out and has become sort of the player coached kind of personality on our team this year when we chatted on monday i was mad that i didn't bring it up then when we chatted on tuesday i was really mad that i didn't bring it up so i'm not going to miss the opportunity here on thursday to ask you what it means to have someone supporting the program like joe castiglione does an athletic director that has that vision he was there with you guys in new york for the national championship it's got to be pretty special to have that kind of support it really is you know and i think that he's one of the few ad's uh amongst the existing NCAA gymnastics programs that has shown shown up to our championship and being there for the award ceremonies in multiple uh, occasions, not just when we host. Mm -hmm. So in 2005, he was there to get the trophy when Taki and uh, Taki Abdul-Simmons and uh, Jonathan Horton won championships as freshmen. He was there this weekend um, for this team. And you know, to know that uh, he's interested in watching our sport and uh, the way he supports our our facility is, is the best men's gymnastics facility and collegiate gymnastics. We uh, were able to do a lot of things that we just need to do, and he understands that. And he's doing that, I think, with all the sports. What – when – it's it's always interesting because I think there's a lot of and Josie always challenged me. Hey, I have that broad vision. You know, look look beyond just what's happening sometimes on the football field. And there's incredible stories here at the University of Oklahoma. And he's right. When you think about the foundation and kind of what birthed this here in Norman for you, can you pinpoint maybe one moment or maybe a couple of things that really started to develop this rise? Because as you you've said many times, hey, it took a lot of second place finishes before we ended up as the national championship, but is there that one singular moment that really helped push you guys over the edge, Mark? Um, I don't know if there was a there was a, a moment. I, I I do feel like, you know, I had years as an assistant coach that I got to watch a lot. And I also had the opportunity in the summers to kind of be in charge of the guys that went to the 
USA Championship and, and do a lot of the training for those guys. So when I was given the opportunity as a head coach, I, I knew there were some directions that we had to take that were different than what we had been doing to be more successful. And, you know, my second year as a head coach, we, uh, we won the, the prelims going in and we were ranked number one, but the meet was at Ohio State and they were the number two team at the time. And they, they took that one away from us, you know, and, and uh, <clears throat> the guys uh, took that to heart that uh, we weren't quite good enough. Um, and then we won for the first time as, as a head coach for me in 2002. So climbing that hill and, f- and feeling like you could compete with the best and had that opportunity to finally get to the top, I think, you know, I, I took notes all the, along the way and, you know, for probably the I've been here for 28 years. I've got notebooks of seasons of what we did every day. And I actually go back and I look back over my notes of, you know, this time of the year, what we were doing. And so I've kind of made a a blueprint, I guess, for what the team needs to be doing throughout the season. And and that's been, you know, I think key to our success is that we're very consistent that way. I'm sure a lot of the ideas that you had uh, were kind of birthed from your relationship with Francis Allen. So you end up tying him for the most national championships for an individual coach. I, I, I say it, your, your mentor, is that a fair way to describe yeah, sure. Coach he's, Allen? He was great. Um, so does that add anything to it for you to be able to tie Coach Allen? Yeah, it's, it's really special because I had no idea – uh, I remember talking to him on the phone when he was recruiting me, you know, and he asked me, you know, can you do a cross? Can can you do a double full? Can you, you know, he, just a couple of questions. He goes, can you come out and, and visit, you know? And it, I can almost still have that conversation in my head today, 45 years ago. I mean, how long ago was that? Wow. But, <laughs> um, and, and he made me better than I thought I could ever be. Um, and then to think that I could follow – in his footsteps as a coach is just really special. Something I, I cherish, um, because you know I was just a, a wide-eyed kid that, uh, you know, I didn't even know if I was going to go to college at some point. I mean, wow. my parents wanted me to go to college, but you know, so that decision was made for me. <laughs> but uh, you know, the commitment to go to college was also about gymnastics, right? And so going to the University of Nebraska. Uh, was a, it was a dream come true for me, and, and I had no idea. You know, we ended up being national champions twice. I got to be a graduate assistant on the, the third championship in a row, and now to, to have done it as a head coach, uh, I would have never been able to have envisioned that back then for sure. You had brought this up when we talked on Spotlight, and I thought it was a real interesting point how you were even nervous after you had won because there was a part of you that looked ahead and thought, oh, my gosh, we have so many scores we have to replace for next year. Have you allowed yourself to simmer it all in this one and enjoy it, or are you, you already looking ahead? Uh, you know, you, you try to take a little time. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm still conscious that we, we have a lot to do. Um, but certainly uh, I, this has been a great group you know right. and, and to finish it off uh, sometimes it's a little bit of relief but it's also uh, a celebration really that right. we had such a dominant season going into the championships it was it was kind of ours to lose that that was the scary part is right. that you know if we just did our job we were going to win right because there really wasn't another team that had come even close to us except for stanford at stanford and and so it was about about everybody just you know 
settling down, doing what they'd done all season. And so even after we struggled a little bit on the first two events, it wasn't a struggle necessarily, but we were not at a place where we were just killing it. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we got to rings and did start sticking dismounts and doing those little things, extra holds, you know, great positions, you know, it was like this is how it's fun to win a national championship. Boy, it has been fun. One more and I'll let you go. Uh, you had actually let your hair grow out. <laughs> because you in the in the lines in the in the side of the hair. Now, what's the story behind that? Is that just, was that just Yule's look and everyone adopted it? I mean, you've even got it back here for the celebration, right? Yeah. Well, I I think Yule and Colin started <laughs> it, uh, but I kind of warned the guys to go. You know, we'd look silly if we had that in our hair and we don't win. So <laughs> I I let it uh, grow back. So I didn't want to be that guy. And um, then when we got home, I said, yeah, I'm going to put him back in. And my son had it done too. So he looks cool. Hey, and we brought this up and we brought this up earlier to, uh, you, you have a younger son and this was the year whenever I saw the video and he's yelling and he's hollering from the stands. It's, it's great to see the family get involved, isn't it? Yep. Uh, my, my son and my wife were there. Um, you know, my wife does a, a lot of the, uh, posts a lot of the Twitter stuff. So she had a camera on my son and uh, he was having a great time. I love to see that, you know, because yep. a lot of times, you know, he'll he'll take his iPad and he'll be like, oh, dad's got another gymnastics meeting. <laughs> but this time, you know, he, he was involved because we had the guys cheering, the parents had all decked out in the same apparel right. and stuff like that. And he, he really did have a good time. And then we went down to uh, Times Square and he was kind of grumpy walking there. But by the time we got there, his, his <laughs> eyes were lit up and we had... You know, we had the trophy and people were asking us about it. So he had a really good time doing that as well. And as you heard from Mark, he has officially named his captains for 2018. And we thought, hey, let's go a little bit more in depth with both Coach Williams and Hunter Justice as to what the plan looks like for 2018. Well, Hunter actually has uh, assignments that are coming up for USA Gymnastics this summer. Um Later this month, we're going to Japan for uh, a camp in Tokyo for a week with the Japanese national team. And then uh, he was offered a competition in Portugal in June. And then uh, August is when they re-rank the national team. They have the USA National Championships. So for a lot of these guys to be a part of the senior national team, that's part of the goal, have an opportunity to have international competitions, make the world championship team, you know, 2020 is the Olympic year, so that's the other goal is to work towards the Olympics. So they really don't get a lot of downtime. Mm -hmm. You know, we are now on the schedule for USA Gymnastics for the summer, and then when August rolls around, we do all of our preseason stuff for OU and get going in January. So for you, does any, anything change in your training? Uh, do you kind of kind of mimic what you did during the school year, during the, the competition season for the Sooners and what you do in the off season, or do you go on a different program? No, it's, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. Mark comes out, got the plan every month. He writes it out, gives us a calendar. This is what we're doing in the morning. This is what we're doing in the afternoon. Pretty much the same thing. I, that's pretty much why we're just as consistent, even at meets that aren't for, you know, the team OU. You know, we still have the OU on our chest, but all of our guys are still just – pretty much doing the same gymnastics, you know, upgrading, but we're still staying consistent because we're still doing the same things. And it's all part of Mark's big plan, and that's why I think, I mean, I think everybody here agrees that he's the best coach in the nation, and that's for a reason, you know. He sets a plan, and we do it, and that's 
it's how we do it. You know, it's, it's obviously, Coach, well, eight national championships, yes, you're absolutely right. But it's obviously not just the plan that you put in place, but it's the execution as well, too. So is is there's vocal leaders. I get a sense that Hunter's a pretty good vocal leader just by spending a little time around him today. Yeah. But also you got to lead by example, too. Is that something that's learned, or are there just certain guys to where that's their personality and it's ingrained? Sometimes it's a, a personality thing. Um, you know, Hunter had that from the moment he showed up. Um, right away, I, I put him up first on, on floor a lot of times because he was that energy. You know, he'd finish a routine and then you'd just see that emotion. You know, he'd be like, Rah! you know, and he'd run it back to the team. And, and then everybody was like kicking it up a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, they could do just like he did. And um, as, his, as his knees kind of bothered him we we took him off that spot but i kind of miss having him do that but we kind of switched him over pommel horse (laughs) and he's that guy again on pommel horse where we have to have that first guy stay on and that's what he did all season did you even i don't think you missed horse this year did you no that's awesome through through a serious shoulder injury you were still able to compete now you talk about leading by example everyone knows you're hurting how how much of a challenge was it I mean, obviously, it was it was painful, man. And but you know, uh, Tao, uh, one of our cat or not captains, but one of our leaders and seniors this past year, he had the the exact same thing uh, last year, and I saw him do it. And it's like whenever you see people do that, it creates a belief within mm-hmm. the team, and that's all this team needs is is a belief. And once everybody starts believing, there's nothing that we can't do. So I was there. It, like I said, it wasn't an option. I I as soon as they told me no, you could have surgery. In the preseason, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to stick this out because the team needs every single person on yeah. board. And that's we we all were, and that belief was there, and, and it led us to another national championship. So, uh, Mark, what's that balance like now between, uh, obviously, working with the senior team and then also recruiting and then making sure everyone's taking care of all their schoolwork? That's a heck of a balance you guys have during the offseason, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it's constant because, uh, you know, you're trying to take care of what you have to do as a teammate, as a, as a student, as uh, <laughs> it's, he's making faces over there. Oh, Colin was looking at me. I was making faces. <laughs> Colin can see. Colin's got a nice little hidden spot there behind the paper. So no one can. You know, so it, as much as they may think, you know, I'm going to come in and I'm going to just do gymnastics. I'm like, well, when's the last time we've had a pro athlete in gymnastics that that's their career? It, right. it doesn't happen. So. You want to have a lot of options, so get your degree, have the opportunities after you're done with gymnastics to go on and have a successful career that you do that's, you know, not always about gymnastics. I I chose to be a coach, but I ended up coming back to OU and got a master's degree and have done a lot of professional writing and articles and things beyond just coaching. So we always preach that that's important, that they're here to go to school first and, you know take an opportunity of that that short window of gymnastics and and do whatever you can to be as good as you can be. We continue our celebration of the 2017 third straight men's gymnastics national championship with a guy who won three championships as a team and won an individual all-around championship. Assistant coach Taki Abdullah-Simmons asked him the key. What was really something that made this squad, this 2017 national championship team special? When you take your experience on the mat in the gym, how, I don't know, easy is it to relate it to these guys? In other words, they can look at you and say, 
This guy just recently won championships on himself. Does that kind of help you in a way to help relate to these guys and coach these guys? Oh, for sure. Uh, right when I got the job, I walked in first day, and I felt like immediately the guys were already responding to me. Perfect. So that just made my job that much easier from day one. And having the experience of being on the team, having the success on the team, the guys really just understood that I knew what I was talking about when it comes to just the daily grind of what season can be because that's something that they really – can relate to the most because sometimes you can feel as an athlete that your coach may not really understand what you're going through but you know I was able to give them experience after experience that I've had as an athlete and so it just made that transition that much easier. I never understood until maybe last year talking to Colin uh, who's coming up here in just a bit but I never really got the grind it was and is on your body and and you and I just shooting the breeze before we went on the air how it you know challenged you. So now more than ever, as we learn about recovery and rest, how do you implement that into guys that know nothing but training until, you know, they can't stand training until they can't walk because it's important, right? Yep. Uh, I'd say the easiest way to get across is just winning. If you want to win, you have to be there. So it's it's that simple. You know, like, you know, you want to maybe push your body to the limit all the time. But I tell them all the time that, you know, your body has a breaking point. If you push it to that point, you won't be there at the end of the season. And we need our guys out there and when it really matters. And so I tell them, hey, it's 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 a long season. Let's be there at the end. And then we're we're at the end. Then we can just let it all out. What is it to not only where what has it meant? What has it been like for you to not only perform and compete? for Mark Williams, but then to coach alongside him, to execute his plan, and then to help him execute his plan. Uh, It's just been a pleasure to coach with Mark. As an athlete, right when I got into OU, I was such an individual-minded athlete, and so me and Mark kind of didn't mesh the best, but through the years growing and just realizing what type of mentality he had and just how much he wanted to win and how much I wanted to win and having those two common that common goal allowed us to really get along and work together and grow a relationship that's built throughout the years. And then now to coach with him and then have the opportunity for him to really just let me know the ins and outs of what we had been doing as an athlete and how it translates and why it works. And then for Mark to have the trust in me to bring my style into what I, to, you know, bring me into coaching mm-hmm. has just been a, a great relationship that we've been able to have a lot of success. That's got to be a challenge in general, though, because there is the individual nature to yeah. gymnastics. And then you tag on the team side. And Taki, that's always kind of been something that I've struggled with when I cover because I think about you. Team championships in 05, 06, and 08. But then you won the all-around in 07. Yeah. So was it kind of bittersweet because there is that individual championship, but the team didn't get it, and yet you've accomplished a goal, yeah. but h- how do you celebrate that? Uh, it, it's tough because by that point, I was in that 100% team mind aspect. So after winning, I was on the podium, and I was very just, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I was here to win, it, win, right. win with my guys. It was just at, to look off the podium and to not be up there with them. And we had that goal, always that goal of winning a national championship as a team. I wasn't able to really enjoy it until about a couple of weeks afterwards because it was just, you know, it was the stung of getting second place was just that bad. Mm. So, you know. My parents had to get me onto it. Mark was telling me, you should enjoy this. This right. is a great accomplishment. And so, it, you know, I'd say it was one of those things that throughout time has really 
let me enjoy it and let it sink in that it was a good accomplishment. I should uh, take pride in it. (laughs) But you also didn't really get the historical ramifications of it either until a while afterwards, right? Yeah. uh, Apparently, at the time, I was like, oh, someone told me maybe about a week or so after. I was like, oh, you're the first African-American ever win. I was like, oh, come on. It's like, you know how many people have come before me? You had Cheney Humphrey, Jair Lynch, and just a lot of great African-American gymnasts that came before me. And I just assumed that it had been done. And, you know, an ESPN article, they called me and got in touch with Mark and everything. They were like, hey, I'm pretty sure that he's the first guy to ever do it. And, you know, that was really cool to have uh, to have some history behind that accomplishment. Even though you were frustrated because it wasn't with your teammates. <laughs> Even though I was frustrated and, I, you know, but, you know, that, that that's just what it is, though, when right. you come to OU. You buy into the team philosophy and that, you know, team comes first. So it's it's really easy to get, you know, completely consumed by that. So sometimes those individual accomplishments really do take a back seat. Taki, before I let you run, two quick things. First of all, what made this team so special? We had everything that we needed to make the to, to come back and do it again. You know, we had amazing senior leadership. We have juniors that are just coming up and that are showing those great leadership qualities. We had just sophomore standouts who were freshmen last year that just knew what was needed and just really took that next step up. And then we had incoming freshmen that were hungry and ready to really get into that OU tradition of winning and working for it. And then uh, going with Mark being the most accomplished coach you know, maybe ever. Mm-hmm. And then having myself and Steve have our great mix of how to work, how we work with the guys and how we bounce off each other. And then having the support of the university has been just crucial to our success. So, I, And I'm glad you hit on that. And in closing, the support of the university, I was talking to Mark Williams about it, but to have Joe Castiglione, to have the university support men's gym like it does, it's got to be pretty special. Oh, it's special. We have the, the greatest facilities in the world. We have the greatest AD who really just, they're, whatever we need, they're going to give it to us. You know, it, it's gymnastics is not always looked at on all the other campuses throughout the country as being one of those top-notch sports and ones that get a lot of attention, but we definitely have the attention of our AD. We have the attention of the Sooner community. So it's just really been a great partnership throughout the years. And what is any championship team without its seniors? Colin Van Wicklin, who performed in the all-around, had an incredible final day of his season. And, of course, Josh E., who at last, when we talked to Josh, he didn't know if he was even coming back to school. But he did, and he's a national champion. After the competition, you know, Mark was on my back about it, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, you <laughs> he had started when you were in studio. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he planted yeah. the seed when you were here. Yeah. He's trying to put that pressure on me and he just kept questioning me. And some of the guys on the team were like, you know, we could really use you, you know, it'd be awesome if you came back. And over and over, I kept hearing it in my ear, come back, come back, come back. And I was like, all right, like, I don't want to look back and regret it. So came back. How important was it, Colin, to get Josh back this season? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, he did a great job his senior year being a captain, and for him to come back for his fifth year and us to kind of keep that same leadership role really helped the team stay on path and just stay on track from what we did last year. Now, it's crazy because we watched the highlights together a little bit on Tuesday when we taped Spotlight. 
that energy, that emotion. And obviously it's there from the first uh, performance, but it really seemed to find another level on the rings when everyone stuck it. Can you begin, and I'll start with you on this one, Colin. Can you begin to describe that energy and what that emotion was like when everyone stuck their landing? That was incredible. We know that rings is one of our strongest events, and for all five guys to come out, hit great sets, stick the landing, just giving us huge amounts of energy as we get ready for the second half of the meet. And actually, our very first guy up, Reese Rickett, he has you know a torn ACL, so he's dealing with you know injuries and struggling with the landing. And I kind of told him, hey, be that spark for us. And he stuck right off the bat, and I think that really just sparked the entire competition. You agree, Josh? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. That was a huge turning point in the competition. You know, we got the first two events out of the way, and we knew all year that those are our hardest two, and that normally rings is where we pick it up. And to have all of them nail their sets to the best that they can, we just took over the competition. We had all the teams watching us, the whole crowd watching us, and watching us just dominate and take over. And they were like, at that point, I think everybody knew that. Can you begin, Josh, to describe, and, and Colin, I want you to answer this too, but I'll start with you, Josh. To describe what it's like to go into just about every single meet that you perform in, that you uh, compete in, and be considered the favorite. I mean, that's a pretty big target on on your guys' back, isn't it? Yeah, I I think it's gotten harder and harder every year. You know, no one wants to see us win anymore. You know, the judges are kind of tired of it. The other <laughs> teams are tired of it. The target on our back just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. But, I mean, we just have a standard that none of that matters, and every year is a different team. So we just try to go out there and put our best performance and live up to our standard. It's hey, you got to kind of drown out the noise a little bit then, don't you, Colin? Yep. I mean, kind of like Josh says, we have a target on our back. And, you know, nobody wants to see Alabama win four <laughs> national titles in a row in college football. And nobody <laughs> wants to see Oklahoma keep winning in gymnastics. But like we always say, we do what we do when we win and just kind of do the same thing we've been doing in training and meets. And that carried over to the postseason. Has it uh, kind of registered that that was your last, well, last champ, not a bad way to go out, right? Back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back national championships. But for you, Josh, you were, uh, you were kind of out the door and then came back in. So does that make this year more special, or is it uh, a different feeling at all? Um, I, it's definitely more special. The senior class that we had this year was amazing. You know, we had Colin and Alan as team captains, and we had a few other seniors that were almost like captains as well. And for me, it was a lot easier this year. They had great leadership. Colin and Allen did so much for the team, and for me, it made things so much easier, and it was just really a lot more special to watch these guys go out there and kill it, and I mean, especially Colin and Allen, they both competed all around in team finals, and that was just amazing to watch and be a part of. Leadership is a great topic to get into, because there's people that are just born leaders, and you see them, you're like, that guy. You know, that yep. guy leads. Sometimes it, it it's a development. I share a story from softball. I mean, obviously, and that that's a sport where I go on the road with them, and I've seen their captain, who's Kelsey Arnold, really have to develop into more of a vocal leader, because it mm-hmm. wasn't really her thing. So she studied, she called people. Uh, go back to football. Guys like Ma Thomas, they weren't really leaders before, and then when they're called upon, it can be a bit of a challenge, but they learn and they develop. What was it like for you in being a captain and being a leader this year? It was incredible. Um, I always liked to feel that I was a natural-born leader and had that vocal role since I was you know, an underclassman, but really being put into that position allowed me to grow you know, not only as a gymnast and a leader, but as a person and just develop more, you know, personal skills, how to inspire others and just be there for people when they're struggling or maybe not having the best day, just being that guy that anybody can always approach. 
And in that, did you lean on anyone? Would you talk to guys like Taki or would you talk to Coach Williams or would they talk to you to kind of lay out, hey, this is how you need to be? Or did they just say, hey, Collins got it? You know, I think, you know, Josh did, you know, he was a captain last year. And so he's been there, done that before. He's got all the calls from Mark, you know, when Mark's nervous, he's <laughs> dealt with everything. And so I think Josh really took Alan and I under his wing and kind of showed us the ropes. And then midway through season, you know, we all had it figured out. It was clicking and we all just kind of did our own thing. Josh, for you, leadership, a learned thing or was it something that was always kind of natural for you? Uh, it was definitely a learned thing. <laughs> when, when I first came in, I maybe said two words my whole first year. I didn't talk very much. I wasn't very vocal, and I would no way had ever seen myself being a captain. But, I mean, over the years, you know, you start to learn, in, you know, the program and what it takes. And, you know, it's not just one leader on the team that, help, that helps the team win. It's a team of leaders. And so that kind of, like, really instilled into me. And then that year that we won, Danny Berardini was our captain, and he really instilled into me that, you know, this team needs a leader. This team needs someone that's going to be vocal. This team needs that someone's gonna, someone that's going to be on top of everyone all the time. And so that really helped me step up. Yeah, and it's always unique, and this has been a thing. I was, I was talking to Taki about it, and it's really it's – it's a lot like a tennis or, or, or a golf to where there's a lot of individualization to gymnastics. But, Colin, you got to sell that team mindset too. Is that something that's an adjustment for guys? Or because you've been competing with teams as you've come up, I mean, is it kind of natural? No, it's definitely an adjustment. You know, in your junior career, when you're in high school, you're competing for yourself and only yourself. So when you get to college, it's definitely an adjustment trying to put the team before yourself. But usually, usually by the end of freshman year – Everybody has it figured out and just understands how much more special it is to collectively win as a team rather than an individual. Josh, when did you have the feeling this past week and that you guys had it? Um, definitely after rings. Mm-hmm. When that team stepped up and got us going, there was there was no stopping us. You know, I know that we were a great team. We just needed to get on that roll, and they started it off. And from there, we just took off, and we had it. Same for you? I mean, yeah, rings was a huge event. And I think that really got the sparks flowing. But as soon as we finished vault and I landed in my vault and we saw the scoreboard, I said, oh, it's over. You know, two easy events, just cruise right through and try to just add on to the lead. The vault you did was pretty challenging, though. Was that, uh, is that, was that normal for you? Was that your normal vault? Is that the normal degree of difficulty you throw in there? So most of the times I do what's called a handspring double front. And towards the big meets, you know, when it really matters, I'll do a half twist out of it. So it's extra difficulty. It's a little bit more risky. But I was just happy that Mark had the confidence in me and let me go out there and throw it for the team. Not only have the confidence, but put you on rings. And I didn't catch this the other day whenever we were doing our TV show. He was, uh, what was it, God forbid that you have to use God your God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I mean, so for you, what was that confidence level like And when, when they said, hey, you're going to do rings? I mean, that was incredible. That was, that was probably one of my best moments, just being at OU, having the conversation with Mark the night before, and he said, all right, you've earned it, and I'm going to let you do the all-around. And that's something that I've wanted for four years, and – I really wanted to go out and have a good showing and kind of show Mark, hey, I did earn this and I did deserve it. And taking fifth place was truly the icing on top of the cake. Uh, Colin, for you, have you started to imagine a world without OU gymnastics? Now, you're still competing. Yes. You're still going to compete this summer. But have you imagined uh, what that's going to look like for you over the next couple of years? I mean, it's different. It's definitely a different vision. Um, You know, I've wanted to compete for OU since I was eight years old and just getting to wear OU on my chest the last four years is it's been a dream come true and now that it's over um, 
you know, I'm excited about the future, but it's also, you know, a little emotional just right. knowing that you never get to compete with your teammates and your brothers again. But I'm so blessed for what the last four years had to offer me, and I am excited for the future. And Josh, you, as we've said a couple of times, you'd kind of started planning for the future even yeah. as early as last year. So for you, I mean, you've already got the plan in place, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go back to Hawaii and enjoy some of those beaches and stuff. But it, it is it's a little saddening. And like I couldn't have said it any better than Colin is that, you know, it, it truly was a dream come true to compete for this team and to be a part of the best program in the nation. So, I mean, even now that I'm done with gymnastics, I'm still going in the gym and playing around and hanging out with my brothers because it's it's what I love. Yeah, it's funny because Taki was in here and uh, Levi came in and said, hey, I need to get to the gym. At this point, you were already talking about a time that you guys wanted to be in the gym. Do you take any time off? I mean, not really. <laughs> Actually, Taki texted us on Monday and said, hey, can you get everyone to come to the gym and just meet about the future, what we have going on. So we just won a national championship, and not even 48 hours later, the coaches and gymnasts <laughs> were ready to get back in the gym and just honestly get ready for four. What is, I, I guess maybe, I don't want to get too carried away in looking ahead, but, uh, and, and Colin, I'll start with you and Josh, I definitely want your take on this. What does the future look like for this program now? We're replacing, obviously, two regular parts of the lineup that are right here in studio with us. We've talked a lot about the guys that are, uh, needing to be replaced with Mark Williams. We already know who the captains are for next year, thanks to Coach Williams breaking that on the show earlier today. But what's, uh, what's in store for OU Gymnastics? All I can say is the future is bright. And, you know, we have a little motto that says, culture will always beat scheme. And so regardless of the guys that we have on the team, our culture is what makes us win. You know, we have the idea that if we do the right thing each and every day and we work the hardest each and every day, in the end, it's going to pay off. And, you know, that just makes me think about one moment this year at championships. You know, we were coming to do our final event, the high bar, and, you know, I kind of went over to the guys and I said, hey, we work the hardest. We deserve this. Let's finish. And it just goes back to culture from preseason and just grinding all the way through season. Could you ever have imagined when you stepped on campus, Josh, that that culture would lead to three national championships Ab in a row? Absolutely not. I mean, I knew that this was a great program and that Mark's had great history, that you know he's always been in the top three you know, all the years that he's been head coach. But I could never have imagined winning three championships back to back to back. So it's, it's pretty amazing to be a part of that. But, I mean, also I think, yeah, I think the future looks bright. Like he said, the culture that we have here right now is we have a certain standard for ourselves. So we're not competing against any, any other team. We're just trying to beat them. We're trying to get the best that we can be. And I think that Hunter is going to do a great job as captain because he's been a part of all three of those teams, and so I think he's going to do amazing things with them. The uh, raw emotion that was shown, especially on the rings this week and Saturday in the, in the championship, Colin, that's not – Fake, that's not over-dramatized. That was, that was as real as it gets, wasn't it? It's real. <laughs> and, I mean, every pre-meet speech, I always look at the guys, you know, look right in their eyes and say, show me what it means to you. Wear your heart on your sleeve. You know, show me how much wearing OU on your chest means. And the guys always respond when I say that. And I think Rings was a perfect example just of realizing what this means to each and every guy. It was a special moment and something that I'm going to remember forever. Josh, how do, how do they do it? How do they do it here in Norman, Oklahoma? How do we have this gymnastics powerhouse? I, it, it goes back to Mark. You know, he is truly, I believe, 
one of the best coaches in the world, to be honest. He has such a good plan for everyone. And the way that he makes us, you know, work and grind and his plan paying off that, you know, I learned over the years that sometimes Mark does some crazy stuff, but, you know, he has a reason behind it. He is truly a genius when it comes to getting us to be ready when we need to be ready. Yeah, you would agree? Yeah, like uh, hard week, hard work always beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So we don't need the best guys in the country. And all we just need is guys who are willing to work, put in the effort, willing to learn and grow. And that is going to carry us to a national championship. Josh, what do you watch whenever you're not, I mean, focusing on gymnastics? Are you a sports fan beyond that? Or you just like to kind of chill and get out to um, the beach? <laughs> I mean, I do love to chill and <laughs> go out to the beach. But I do enjoy sports a lot. I do enjoy watching it. I just don't follow it too much. You're, so. not, you're not all in like Colin and I I'm are right now in the draft. Like <laughs> he, he tries talking about it to me, but I don't understand. All right, so uh, then in wrapping up, Colin, what do you think the Texans do tonight? You think you guys end up going quarterback at some point? I feel like they have to take a quarterback. I think – the city is just going to be outraged if they draft a tackle, which they need, but mm-hmm. you know they definitely need a quarterback. And if I was Rick Smith, the GM <laughs> of the Texans, I'm going to take Deshaun Watson because I think I like he's it. a leader. I think when uh, the lights are the brightest, he steps up. And I think what he was just able to do in his college career speaks volume about himself. And that's who I'm going to take with uh, that pick. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, did I hear you? Are you a bit of an Eagles fan too? I am. Oh wow, that's that's diverse, man. From Houston to Philadelphia, how did that happen? Uh, one of my old coaches. Uh, he was my favorite coach when I was growing up. He was an Eagles fan. He gave me my first Philly jersey. <laughs> took me to a Dallas Eagles game and just, t- you know, honestly turned it into an obsession where oh, that's great. I live and you know bleed green. And I'm excited for tonight. See if the Eagles can add a speedy wide receiver. And, you know, I'm just pumped to see what they do. I'm pumped to see the draft as well, too. Can we just fast forward now? All right, uh, real, real quick, let's talk personal before I let you guys go. Josh, what's next? I mean, are you – I think we kind of touched on it a little bit, but you're sticking around here for a while and then heading back home? Yeah, so I'm going to stick around for the summer and maybe continue to train like, just a little bit, see where it goes, and then also, you know, help the guys as much as I can before I head out. But then eventually I'll be heading back to Hawaii. And then when's your next competition? I'm actually going to be competing in Germany in oh, three wow. weeks. It's my first opportunity to go international and, you know, compete for actually like the German league. And then my next competition will be at P&G Championships in August. And that's where I'll try to be making the senior national team for the first time. It's been a goal for a long time. So I'm ready to get back in the gym, get to work for this goal. How about that? Uh, Mark Williams, Taki Abdullah-Simmons, Josh Yee, Colin Van Wicklin, next year's captain already, Hunter Justice. Uh, great conversation with Levi Anderson and, of course, head coach Mark Williams, the man behind it all. It was a special year. It's an amazing foundation, and you get the sense that it's nothing but championships in the future for the OU men's gymnastics team. Obviously a special edition, and we appreciate you downloading this edition of the tailgate on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Everyone have a great draft weekend. Hey, coming up on Tuesday's show, I'll have a complete recap of where Charles Walker, D.D. Westbrook, Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan, and Jordan Evans ended up in the 2017 NFL Draft. So enjoy draft weekend. And again, congratulations to the OU Men's Gymnastics National Championship team. And until Tuesday, Boomer Sooner. And have a great weekend, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.